Ladies and gentlemen, I have the privilege to welcome you to the greatest podcast in the face of the earth, Stat Chasers! I am your host, Dylan Huntsinger, at eight of Thunder Chats. Oh, I am joined today from the great state of Colorado by Matthew Mullins. Matty, what's up, brother? Not a whole lot, man. It's, uh, it's another great Monday, so this should be a fun episode. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now we are we are actually short a Canadian today. Stu Gardner could not be with us. Uh, he has he has chose his friends over us. I'm just kidding. Um, but it's not just going to be me and Maddie going back and forth. You're not going to have a whole Thunder podcast. We have Richard Kimball of the Fan Page joining us today. Rich, how's it going, brother? Oh, it's going well. I'm excited to be here. Appreciate you guys for having me. Yes, sir, man. We're excited to have you on here now. Uh, Rich, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody who your favorite NBA team is? I'm a Denver Nugget fan for life. There we go, Denver Nuggets fan. And, you know, the Nuggets have made a lot of moves um, in the draft, free agency, guys getting healthy, re-signing guys. So they're on the up and up, and we're going to talk all about it. But first, we're going to revisit a segment we did last week, and that segment is a segment we so fondly call Hello! Hi there, just a question uh, to play into both uh, your expertises um, on Jamal Murray, who played at Kentucky and is uh, Canadian. Wanted to get your thoughts uh, as to where you think his uh, career is heading. Uh, I see he's uh, improved uh, quite a bit, um, his second year stats of our first year in terms of free throw percentage and three-point percentage, and uh, approaching his levels I think that he was uh, shooting at at Kentucky so is he uh, a star a superstar or uh, just a strong NBA player let me know your thoughts all right so once again we uh, we appreciate my G with that question the question is so nice we had to use it twice um, so Rich, me and Maddie, we already gave our answers last week on this podcast, but uh, we wanted to ask you from the perspective of a Denver Nugget fan, uh, what do you think Jamal Murray's ceiling is going to be? Let me say that again. What do you think Jamal Murray's ceiling is going to be? There we go. For me, I think his ceiling is going to be like kind of a second or third guy on the team. I I don't really view him as the all-star type. I know I think he's a really good player. Obviously, there there are – at his position, a lot of players on even just on his team. I mean, you look at Gary Harris that starts in front of him, Will Barton that are there. So, I definitely think that he has a high ceiling. However, I, I'm realistic. I don't see him as you know all star caliber as of you know kind of right now. He hasn't shown any flashes of that. I do think he's obviously one of the best three point shooters in the league, and I think. Going with his ability to be able to shoot the three, and even last year showing his ability to be able to drive the ball uh, and be able to, you know, with, with him and Jokic together, I, I love those two together. So um, for me, really, him being kind of, uh, especially on the Nuggets, being that second or third option um, is definitely kind of how I see him kind of playing out the, you know, the, his prime of his career. Yeah, and and that's kind of what Maddie said last week. Maddie said that. Uh, he sees him as the number two option or the number number one, number two option on a lottery team and then a number two or a number three option on a really good team. So it uh, sounds like you guys are kind of in line with your thinking. Um, I, I made the point that I see his ceiling as being um, a more high efficiency Lou Williams type player in terms of just a guy that can score the basketball, but obviously – not in a volume shooting kind of way like Lou Williams, but more efficient because, you know, if you look at his stats last year, you know, all his percentages went up. Um, so uh, what, what do you think about that? What do you think about that comparison? I, li- I like that comparison, and especially when it comes to, you know, and with Lou Williams being kind of a six man, um, you know, as of right now, that's kind of Jamal Murray's role. We don't really know if he's going to be the starter or what lineup they're going to go go with. So you can definitely see him starting some games, but also coming off the bench. And he's that type of player that you'd want to come off the bench because he, he, 
he doesn't need he's not like a J.R. Smith. He doesn't have to take a couple shots to get warmed up, warm up. He just goes in there, does what's does what's asked, and uh, and he could he can score you know twenty twenty five points a night. So, oh yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, uh, also you know, unlike J.R. Smith, he probably knows the score of the game uh, yeah. inside the last minute, right? Oh, I, I'm I would hope so. High basketball <laughs> IQ. So yes. Yeah, he's got that IQ. And also, you know, unlike J.R. Smith, he can kind of create his own shot, um, which is pivotal in today's NBA, especially coming off the bench, uh, the ability to create your own shot. Um, I I like what he said about how he plays with Jokic because, you know, Jokic is obviously one of the best playmaking big men in the league. And with Murray's kind of assist rating, uh, not assist rating, but his assist numbers down, um, you know, you look to Jokic's assists being up as kind of the reason and, you know, how they play off each other. So, yeah. Yeah, man. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, so, we're going to go ahead and jump into our next segment. This is a segment we had last week. We didn't quite get to get into it, but we're going to bring on Richard to get his take on this. And that is Pro Hop and Step Back. Uh, Maddie, why don't you go ahead and explain the concept of Pro Hop and Step Back? Uh, pro hop and step back are uh, some players that for the pro hop uh, means who's going to take that, that next step forward and then the, the, or the hop forward, if you will. And then <laughs> the step back is a guy who's just like, it sounds going to, going to regress a little bit, take a step back uh, maybe from their production last year. So. All right. And uh, Maddie, you're talking, man, go ahead, go ahead with your pick. All right. Um, so I think that my pro hop is going to be Steven Adams. He is no doubt the, the number three guy now. I mean, people used OK3 last year and they meant mellow, but it really was Westbrook, Paul George, and Steven Adams. And now Steven Adams is going to have more of an opportunity to shoot. And, uh, yeah, a, a lot of his uh, scoring numbers from last year, if, if you look at it, as a, a candidate to take a, a move forward, there is a lot of room uh, to grow into that role. And he's very efficient um, in the role that he gets to play. And we haven't even seen the man start shooting jumpers yet uh, because he's waiting until it's perfected. So if his, if, if his uh, jumper is as amazing as his mustache or his beard is, uh, then we are in for a treat. Um, and sticking with the theme of, uh, you know, I talked about Mello a second ago, um, former Oklahoma City Thunder players, my step back candidate is Victor Oladipo, which was everybody's, uh, you know, trendy pick to, to be uh, an all-star last year because, oh, he left Russell Westbrook and Russell Westbrook so terrible with teammates. <laughs> but I don't necessarily attribute – the step back being um, a lot on Oladipo. I think it's more the surrounding team that that's on, that's in Indiana uh, to include the presence of Tyreek Evans. So um, Oladipo had to be the ball handler. He had, he had to have the offense flow through him um, in every late game situation. If, if he wasn't rolling, then the team had no chance. Well, now Tyreek Evans, who played like an all-star caliber guard last year, is coming to that team on a one-year deal. So he's going to want to ball out so he gets a bigger deal next summer. Um, he's going to legitimately be a potential number two option on on the Pacers. So Oladipo, by no fault of his own, it's just opportunity. So opportunity going in a good way for Steven Adams and in a bad way for Oladipo. All righty. Uh, Richard, what, what do you think about Maddie's uh, pro hop step back there, man? No, I actually really like the uh, the, Steve, the Steve Adams. I like that a lot. To me, I actually, if it wasn't for the fact that there's so many forwards, and especially with how the All Star you know voting's done and kind of how it's just now guards and forwards, it's not like there's a center position. Um, mm-hmm. I would definitely consider him to be potentially an All Star. Obviously, it's just kind of tough because now, especially with LeBron being in that same positional category as him, uh, it kind of makes it harder, but no, I definitely agree. I've always, I've always liked him. He's one of those, uh, it reminds me of those old school kind of centers, you know, it's all about the, the rebound and he knows get the 
ball to his point guard. Plus, I love the center that's, you know, he's kind of the bodyguard as well, sticks up for Russ. So. For sure, man. And uh, go ahead with your uh, candidate for pro hop step back. All right, so for me, the pro hop is DeJounte Murray of the Spurs. Um, obviously, last year, I think he kind of he surprised everyone. He was named to the All-NBA defensive second team, in which, um, like I said, surprised some people. I think now, especially with, you know, Tony Parker's gone, Ginobili just retired, um, Kawhi Leonard's there. I think him and DeMar DeRozan are going to form a nice little chemistry together. Obviously, LaMarcus Aldridge is as well. Um, but uh, he's definitely now he's going to step into that starting spot. And I really think he's going to be able to take that next step forward in his career. He grew up, you know, playing Seattle basketball. So one of his obviously biggest mentors has been um, Jay Crossover. So one of my favorite players uh, that I that watched over the past, you know, 10 years. So uh, I, I really think that he's going to kind of be the leading catalyst in that defense, obviously with Leonard gone. Um mm-hmm. DeMar DeRozan isn't as a strong defender, so I think especially when it comes to the defensive side of things, he's he's going to kind of be that, that catalyst for them. Um, and then for me, uh, the next thing up is going to be – what was the step back? It's called step back, right? Yeah, yeah, step yeah, back. Step back. Uh, I got Kyle Lowry uh, kind of on the other end of the uh, the trade for DeMar DeRozan. I, he got Kawhi Leonard, so – I got a better all-around player with him. But for me, I just take a look at it. He's 32 years old. Um, he's an older point guard. He's had a lot of injuries. I think he may be a little frustrated as well. I mean, him and DeMar DeRozan were like best friends on and off the court. So I feel like that may, you know, be in the back of his mind. So I just kind of, you know, kind of see his career. This is kind of where we start to see him kind of, you know, fade out. I don't see him also ending his career in Toronto especially with what happened with DeMar and the shock that was. I think the whole basketball world were shocked. So that's who I have at my step back. Wow. And I, Stu's not even here to defend himself. <laughs> yeah, you, you came at, you came at the, the, the Canadian's point guard, man. <laughs> it, it's all good, though. It, it's a good take. Yeah, I, I really like Murray. I think, you know, like you said, I mean – it's it's literally him and Demar like they're at the head of the offense now. And you know Tony Parker came to pop. Um, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, but he came to pop and actually said, you know, it's time. You know, start Murray. Like stop starting me. Like you know, he needs this development. He needs those minutes. He needs to understand how to play the game. So I think Murray's ready. And you know he's, you know, I'm a Thunder fan, so I think Murray is one of the better defenders in the league on Russell Westbrook, um, which is wild considering how young he is. Um, but I mean, that, that's just the fact. I mean, he's got great measurables. He's got a good motor and, uh, he's not, he's not just a blob on offense. You know, he, he can do some things offensively. Um, I'm going to touch on the Spurs here in a second, but my pro hops, Brandon Knight, um, you guys, you guys knew that I was going to have to include a Kentucky player on here. Lame. Um, <laughs> Shocking. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Knight is, uh, He's right now. He's the starting point guard of the Phoenix Suns. Um, obviously, he didn't play at all last year. Um, he had a leg injury. I, I can't remember exactly what the details were on it. Um, but he's coming back from you know being out all year. So, you know, if you listen before, I always kind of knock guys down for their injury. Um, but I just feel like the fact that there's nobody in front of him that is guaranteed those minutes. I think those minutes are Brandon Knight for the taking. Um, you know, I've seen his workout videos. I, I, you know, his leg looks strong. His shot looks good. He's driving in, uh, you know, with confidence. So I, I think Brandon Knight's going to have a bounce back year. You know, people, you know, when you hear Brandon Knight, the first thing you think is DeAndre Jordan just, you know, murdering him. Um, but Brandon Knight was quietly a solid player. Um, as a backup point guard, and he even had some good games as a starting point co- <clears throat> starting point guard. And, you know, I think the weapons that they have with Booker, obviously, um, DeAndre Ayton there, and uh, Josh Jackson, and Miles Br- – or not Miles, Mikael Bridges, um, I think that, you know, Brandon Knight, he could average a double-double. So, that's my pro hop. Uh, and I told you I was going back to the Spurs. My step back, I'm going with Marcus Aldridge. Well, Marcus Aldridge had a great season last year. 
um, he was uh, even getting some conversation about possibly being an all-star. Uh, I, I didn't think he deserved to be an all-star, but he definitely did have a good year under um, Sac- or Sacramento, San Antonio with Popovich. Um, last year, he averaged 23 points a game, um, which was right around his career high, and he was shooting the ball really well. Um, shooting, well, I had it shooting about 51%, which is again right around his career high. Um, so he, he had a really good year shooting the ball, but they added DeMar DeRozan. And the one thing DeMar DeRozan is famous for, besides his freakish athleticism, his awesome dunks, is his mid range shooting. And uh, I don't think Lamar, Lamarcus Aldridge is going to have enough mid range shots. Um, in order for him to have the type of year he had. He's not going to get the ball as much with DeMar there. Um, you have to remember Kawhi missed most of the year. That was a big reason LaMarcus is able to step up in that way. So I think he takes a step back, but it's not because he's declining as a player, just because his opportunities are diminishing. What's the thing about that, Matty? I mean, yeah, uh, I see – I can see your logic on both counts. Um how can I ding you for LaMarcus Aldridge, uh, you know, and his opportunity share uh, while I say Oladipo is going to, his stats are going to regress a bit because Evans is taking away some of his shine. So I, I get it. Um, Brandon Knight, uh, <laughs> that's a big Homer pick, um, but <laughs> he is coming off of an ACL tear. And so you never know which way that's going to go. Um, especially if you got to use a lot of quickness and if you're going to be a guard in this league, you got to be able to move laterally. And um, so it'll be interesting to see. It's not like he's playing next to a world beater at shooting guard, at least on the defensive end. Right. We know Booker's a stud offensively, but he's a sieve defensively. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I mean, if it comes through and he's a most improved player, then you'll look like a a Nostradamus over here, but um, (laughs) hey, you Take your hot take and stick with it, man. That's what that's what it's about. Richard, you got anything to say about them? You know, you mentioned the you know, Brandon Knight and the the Andre Jordan. I still remember back the uh, I think it was still called the rookie sophomore game, or maybe it was just still the Rising Stars Challenge then. But um, I remember him and Kyrie Irving went at it, and yeah, he got his his ankle snapped. Mm-hmm. Those two went out it, uh, you know, back and forth a couple possessions. So he definitely has the ability to be able to score and then LaMarcus Aldridge I've been my father-in-law is a big Spurs fan we were kind of talking about the same thing that you said is uh he he performed really well last year because he was the number one option but you know he's going to be put back into that number two potentially maybe the number three option pretending on you know Murray's progression um later into the season so yeah I definitely think Aldridge like you said he won't as a player regress but his numbers will definitely um be on the decline this year. All right. Um, one more thing to add about Brandon Knight. The only other point guards on the Suns roster as of right now are Isaiah Cannon and Ellie Okobo. So I feel like Brandon Knight's got the starting job, at least for now. But um, going back to the Denver Nuggets, because, you know, we've established you are a Nuggets fan. Uh, me and Maddie are just going to go back and forth and ask you a few questions about the Denver Nuggets, because obviously we get a lot of Thunder talk on here because me and Maddie are Thunder fans. We get a lot of Raptors talk because Stu's a Thunder or a, a Raptor fan. Um, so it was good to have some diversity in this. So, Maddie, why don't you go ahead and start us off, man? Yeah, so you guys just missed the playoffs last year, right? But you didn't have Paul Millsap. So if you have a healthy Paul Millsap on your team, what what is legitimately your uh, your ceiling, at least as far as playoff seating goes? So that's what for me. I'm actually I was kind of, last. It sucked last year. We, we the, two years ago we missed we missed the playoffs by like a game or two games, and then last year we missed it by a game. Um, but really, we were making uh, keeping pace and then kind of making a run at the playoffs. You know, kind of after the All Star break, and that was without Millsap, and then he kind of came in and. I personally felt the chemistry got thrown off. Now, I do think the chemistry is going to be rebuilt. We've had some 
uh, late games to be able and the at the end of the season for them to be able to play well with each other. Plus, got a whole another eighty two games. Um, for me, I really think that we could be as high as a four seed. Um, obviously, you have the Warriors, you have the Rockets, and you have the Thunder. They got a one, two, three. I still think the Lakers are kind of a year away from being a you know top three seed uh, in the conference. But I definitely think that we could be as high as a four seed um, if everything's you know kind of progressing well, especially with. You know, I've mentioned before, Jokic, he's a passing center as well, so he's he'll be able to not only just get the ball to the perimeter but give it to Millsap, um, who has one of the best kind of mid-range jumpers for um, the forward position for the – I call the hybrid center forward. So, All right. Uh, my question for you is, you guys traded away Wilson Chandler to the Philadelphia 76ers. For basically just cap relief. You didn't get any players in return. You didn't get any picks in return. It was literally cash considerations. Um, what, what are your thoughts on that? Are you going to miss Wilson Chandler or are you glad to see him go? It was it was, it was way overdue, to be honest. Um, <laughs> he, he couldn't stay healthy um, during the last couple of years. He had been, you know, definitely regressing. So I, I was kind of hoping, you know, obviously – I believe we got him in the trade with Mello. Um, yeah. If I'm correct. Yeah. And so obviously when he first came over, you know, obviously it was like, Oh, we lost Mello, but at least we got Wilson Chandler, who I thought was going to be a very talented player. And he was, but again, I think um, that that was way overdue for us to be able to do that. I'm glad we just kind of freed up the cap space. Um, kind of makes me interested for, um, you know, especially free agency this year that uh, everything that went on. And then next year, especially we got rid of Kenneth, we traded Kenneth Farid away, which freed up some cap space as well. So um, I definitely like the, the off season moves, basically kind of getting what I call, you know, the, the dead weight, you know, the cash of kind of the players that are just one, taking up roster spots for players that we can develop and then taking up cap space. All right, go ahead, Matty. So, <laughs> I play a lot of uh, daily fantasy sports. I'm, on, I'm a DraftKings guy. And every time that I would go to play a Nugget, it, because I would think I'd know what their minutes are going to look like, um, it, would, it just wouldn't work out. I could never figure out uh, Mike Malone's rotation. Um, I could never really get that down pat. And a lot of other smart minds that I've, I've listened to uh, they feel the same way. Um, looking at his record, he's, he's uh, 158 and 194 overall as a head coach. Now, some of that was abysmal Sacramento uh, basketball. But what is the uh, perspective, I guess, on uh, the X's and O's and the management of, of him by Nuggets fans? Well, for me personally, you know, especially the last two years, I've definitely seen an improvement. Um, the one thing I'd say is that I really think that we should uh, improve on the defensive side of the ball. Um, but I really, from what I've noticed, is he's kind of the uh, coach that goes with the hot hand, uh, whether it be Murray. Because you'll see Murray, you know, sometimes play 30, 30 minutes, and sometimes you'll see him play 12 to 15. Same thing with Will Barton and Gary Harris. It is really around when it comes to the guard position. Um, you know, it came into the factor who had the hot hand, and it came. It, most importantly, it was, it was due because we didn't really have a true point guard last year. I mean, Murray was starting at point guard for us um, for a lot of games, but obviously he's not a point guard; he's a shooting guard, which is great that we got at Isaiah Thomas. So I definitely think this year we'll see more of a um, consistent and structured rotation. And if he doesn't play this year, um, you know, Michael Porter Jr. going into next year. Uh, we'll really be able to see it because I really think he's he was kind of maybe um, now we kind of have a foundation of a consistent starting lineup and then you know the first couple guys that came off the bench um, and then obviously with you know Paul Millsap being being out uh, we would have to run Jokic and uh, Plumlee in there together um, which I was never a fan of especially when it comes to playing uh, in the Western Conference and when you play teams like you know like the Warriors and the Thunder sometimes you have to play a little small ball. Um, and putting someone out there like Plumlee along there with Jokic, you know, they're both kind of slower guys. Jokic can shoot, but still that still leaves a kind of a hole um, out there defensively when it comes to speed. Um, but, yeah, I, I completely agree. I've always 
question that because I've always been like, especially heading into this season, I don't know what the roster, the lineup's going to be like starting wise. Obviously, I think Isaiah Thomas will be the starting point guard, but then, well, depending on if Michael Porter Jr. is actually going to play or not, because I just know it's still kind of up in the air. Um, obviously, Gary Harris at the two, and the biggest question is, do we move into the three and start Murray? Do you start Barton at the two or three with Harris, and then you go Millsap, Jokic? So. Uh, I'm very interested because I personally prefer Murray over Barton, but Barton definitely, um, I believe, is a little bit taller and um, has a little bit longer reach. So if you wanted to play a smaller lineup, I think he would fit better at the three position. So definitely intrigued by that myself. All right. You talked about Isaiah Thomas. Um, You know, you guys kind of signed him, like, literally out of nowhere. Like, it was almost – there's a lot of people that said it was pretty much set in stone. He was going to go to Orlando, and then he didn't. Um, so, you know, you got signed Isaiah Thomas, and you mentioned you think he's going to be starting point guard. How do you think Isaiah Thomas is going to do with this team this year in terms of uh, chemistry and production? Uh, in terms of chemistry, I think he gives them that veteran uh, presence. You know, he's he's been to the playoffs. Um, he's been, you know, the guy on the team back when he was on the Celtics. I I felt bad for him, especially with what happened, the whole scenario of getting traded from Boston after everything he gave to to that city. And, yeah, I know Boston got Kyrie Irving was a much better player, but you, you feel for a guy. And this kind of the season he had last year with, you know, with his injury and everything. But um, chemistry rise, yeah, definitely is going to provide that, you know, that leadership mentality, you know, I think on and off the court. Um, he's one of those guys in the league that's known for his off-the-court workouts. And so I think that's definitely going to um, kind of – you know, spill over into the other guys who maybe don't work as hard or maybe want to work harder. Um, so I definitely think that um, he's going to make that impact. Um, and then scoring wise, you know, it, for us, it really, because he can, obviously he can score, but I'm, it's nice because be able to have, like I said, a true point guard um, who has the ability to be able to not only play, you know, offense, but defense, be able to, pass the ball while driving because we really haven't had a lot of that in, in Denver as of late when it comes to a point guard. So. All righty. Matty, you got another one for him? Yeah. So you guys signed Will Barton to a four-year $53 million extension in the offseason. Um, compared to what some folks were getting, like you got Isaiah Thomas for $1.5 million for next season, for instance. Um, is that about right for, for Will Barton, uh, as a, a six man, or, uh, do you, do you think that you guys overspent? I think we overspent, but I think we overspent because it was kind of a, a bidding war. Um, I feel like they kind of, they wanted to keep him and I'm sure we wanted to go get some other big name guys to maybe fill that void, um, with that kind of money. But I think it's um, being in Denver, um, it's kind of like being the Cleveland Browns of football or <laughs> the Kansas City Royals of baseball. You don't really usually get a seat at the table because of where you play um, and all that. And so I think they, they, the money they, they gave him was more of a, you know, trying to outbid and just trying to, you know, make sure that they do have that, that six man and that, uh, the, that guy that can be able to come off the bench and be able to produce rather than losing a talent like that. And then really losing free agency. Cause they didn't really, you know, get anyone else that they wanted. All right. So okay. you drafted Michael Porter jr. Everybody knows that, but later in the draft in the second round, you guys drafted out of Kentucky, Jared Vanderbilt. Um, do you, what what do you know about Jerry Vanderbilt, and how do you think he fits into the future of the Denver Nuggets? Um, well, to be honest, I don't know much about him. I know um, he, he went to Kentucky and he plays forward. Um, you know, obviously we have we have Jokic, we have Plumlee, we have Millsap, uh, and I really think we're going to be playing a smaller lineup. So, to be honest, I. And, and then, of course, Michael Porter Jr., if, if he plays this year. Um, to be honest, I'm not really too sure about who Jared Vanderbilt is. So It's all good, man. I, I understand. He he came into the draft injured. Um, I was actually kind of surprised that he 
went to the draft just because I thought he could have benefited from another year in college. But uh, he is a real nice motor. He's extremely good at rebounding. He was coming off the bench and averaging like 10 and 12 rebounds a game. So uh, that's really good. And he also has the ability to kind of handle the ball, be that point forward. Um, He struggles scoring the ball. So that would be something that he'd have to kind of pick up. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think you guys got a good piece, uh, you know, for the future. If somebody goes down, he can really, you know, step in and fill a role. So. Next man up. Man. (laughs) (laughs) All right, go ahead, Maddie. Last question for you. All right. Well, last question, but I'm going to talk about the best player. Um, So you just maxed out Nikola Jokic or the Joker or, according to basketball reference, Big honey. Oh, God. Um, yeah, oh, wow. I can only imagine uh, what that's about. But um, anyhow, uh, so dude is in his fourth or going into his fourth year. I was looking at some of his uh, production. I, I start my questions with a statement, so sorry. Um, he, he was a 33% three-point shooter, and that's ballooned up to 39% while taking 2.6 more three-point attempts per game. Uh, since his rookie season. Um, And that's the way that the big man's evolving. Uh, What do you see as his improvement over the next uh, season or two to be able to justify paying him $30 million a year? Um, If you can, um, do you still have that pulled up? I do. Uh, What's his points per game for his career? Um, For his career, it's 14.9. Last year was 18.5. And see, that's for, for me, I think that's the biggest thing I'd like to see improve. Um, obviously, we know how versatile he is as a center. He's going to grab rebounds. He can pass it. But if I'm correct, I think last year, I'm, I know Harden, Westbrook, and LeBron did. Maybe Giannis did as well. But he was he's in the top five for triple doubles or around there. So we know how versatile he is. I'd like to be able to definitely see him score more. Um, he has the low post moves to be able to. Um, he's physical. Um, so not only is he just going to, you know, the pump fakes and everything like that, he can be able to body up a man. We've seen him do it against LeBron um, before. So, me, I'd definitely like to see him get a break above that 20 points per game. If he can average, you know, 20 points and 10 rebounds and, you know, five or six assists a game, I definitely think he's worth what we gave him. And uh, so stat chasers. So I'm going to chase down them stats. Uh, you're <laughs> absolutely right. He was fourth in the league. Uh, with 10 triple-doubles behind Ben Simmons at 12, LeBron James at 18, and Russell Westbrook at 25. Oh, dang. I thought James Harden would have more. I guess not. James Harden only had four. Fair enough. If you can get a triple-double for 10 flops a game, then he would be higher. So, <laughs> Yeah, uh, it was a year before where Harden had all those triple-doubles, too, um, before Chris Paul. So. That's um, true. His assist numbers did kind of drop. Yeah. Um, my last question has to involve another Kentucky guy. Um, but he, he he's kind of important for you guys. Uh, Trey Wiles, um, you know, he averaged 10 points off the bench for you guys, shooting 38%. Um, to have a – he's six foot ten, So, to have a six foot ten uh, forward off the bench that can knock down around 40% from the three-point line is uh, – a. I mean – they're dime a dozen in the league. So, uh, what 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 do you think about Trey Wiles? Do you do you see him kind of taking an, another step this year? Do you think he kind of falls back, or you think he kind of has a spot in the rotation cemented? Well, as you can kind of see, I pulled up his stats real quick. I mean, you can kind of see over his career, his numbers have from his last year in Utah to his first year in Denver, his numbers definitely improved. Um, and I, I'm trying to remember is. He was part of the trade that eventually the Jazz used that draft pick to draft Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. So, obviously, I'm a little salty about that because <laughs> Donovan Mitchell turned out to be. Um, but definitely, if the, the numbers he's producing, I mean, like you said, he averaged um, almost 10 points a game um, and about five rebounds. Obviously, if he get his rebound numbers up a little bit more, that'd be great. Um so then it kind of doesn't look as a complete loss for that trade. But, yeah, I definitely um, glad well, at least we got something out of it. It wasn't like we got completely screwed in that trade. I definitely think that, you know, a year or two down the road, um, 
it'll definitely will it could pay off. All right. Well, that is uh, all the rapid fire questions I have. Matt, do you got any more rapid fire questions? No, I'm keeping it to four. So right. I, I'm a rule follower. I told him four. He kept it to four. <laughs> All right, so we're done with the rapid fire questions. We're going to move on to another topic I like to call unpopular opinions. Richard, since you are our guest, we are going to let you go ahead and give us your unpopular opinion and defend it. All right, so my um, unpopular opinion um, kind of has to revolve, like I said, around kind of, and you'll, you'll kind of like this one a little bit. Um, it does have to involve the Thunder. I thought I'd come up with one that I, I I like a lot. Even though I'm a huge Carmelo Anthony fan, I thought last year was a bust. I think he just wanted out of New York, so he got out of there. I think he, I think he'll perform well in Houston. Obviously, he's out of his prime, but I think OKC is set up for success. Um, and I actually, me, I'm, I know you will agree with this opinion. However, others won't. I think they get the two seed next year. Um, obviously, Golden State's going to get the one. I don't think there's any question about that. But I definitely can see OKC grabbing that two seed from Houston. Um, I know that they got Chris Paul back. Um, they, they picked up Carmelo. And obviously, they uh, re-signed Clint Capella. But defensively, I mean, what is what do the Rockets have? To me personally, that's, I mean, obviously, Clint Capella down low. But I'm talking about out on the perimeter um, you know, they lost Trevor Reza. Um, mm-hmm. I hope I can pronounce his name right. Luke Amuabute. I think that's how you pronounce his name. I don't Mbappe. know. And that guy. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I definitely think that because of defensively, I think the Rockets will take kind of a small step back. I still think they'll be the three seed. Um, but I think the Thunder grabbed the two seed. I think, um, Westbrook again will be in the talks of MVPs. I don't see him doing the, averaging a triple-double, um, I, but I definitely see Paul George. Um, I think he's going to have a much better uh, year offensively as well. All right, Maddie, what what'd you think about that unpopular opinion? Uh, I mean, it's very popular with me. <laughs> uh, I Look, I'm kind of torn on it because I thought that the experiment with James Harden and Chris Paul was going to blow up last year, like in, in a not good way. Right. I, do. Um, I was like, there's no way they're going to be able to manage this thing. Both are super ball dominant. Um, and they both essentially play the same position. Uh, Cause James Harden was a point guard the year before when he was getting all those assists. And I looked it up. He had 11, like 11.8 assists a game. And then he dropped down to like 8.8. So uh, you would think, oh, my gosh, like that team's just not not operating the way that they should. Um, but, no, they were they were great. They were efficient. They they were, you know, a couple of missed three pointers away from being in the finals. Um, but. I think that. Uh, I, I think that the Thunder. The first month of the season is going to show whether or not the Thunder are going to be legitimate at the uh, in the race for the two seed because I don't think that Dre is going to be back healthy. Um, he's saying like he's he's shooting for December, um, and so can we have other guys step up, other other young guys at the wing step up and uh, and play alongside Russ and, and PG uh, to to keep us above water. We can't get a slow start like last year, not in the West with LeBron James in it. So, yeah, uh, we started like 20 last year, didn't we? We started like four and six, I think. I think that was our first, uh, I think that's what we went in our first 10 games. I could be wrong. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I love it. Oh, though. I love the take (laughs) and I hope it comes true. And if it does, I'll buy you a beer. So, Nice. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it's not unpopular with me, too, uh, or either. Um, actually, Maddie, I think in your playoff predictions, you had OKC 3 seed, right? Uh, I think I 
I think I did. I think I still had Houston number two. Yeah, I actually had them number two. So this isn't unpopular with me at all. It's something that I've been saying literally ever since the Schroeder trade happened. Um, I just think that the collection of talent that we have um, combined with the fit of what we're trying to do and what we're trying to do is play fast, play defense. Um, yeah, I, I think that this team fits Russell Westbrook better than any other team that we've ever had. Um, you know, because those teams back in the day when Kevin Durant was here was kind of there to compliment Kevin Durant. Um, you know, after Durant left, Billy Donovan was left to try to create a team for Westbrook on the fly. And it took him a couple of years, but I think we finally have what we were trying to build all along alongside Westbrook. So that's kind of why I, I see him becoming the number two seed or them becoming the number two seed. And like you said, Rich, you know, I don't necessarily see Russell Westbrook averaging triple double again, just because I think in order for the Thunder to take that next step, Westbrook's going to have to play a lot more off ball. Um, whether that's PG handling the ball, which he can do, whether that's playing with Schroeder and Schroeder handling the ball, which we know he can do. Um, I just think that if Russell Westbrook's playing off ball, you have to pay attention to what he's doing. A, he's never done it. <laughs> so it's like, wait a minute, what, what what the heck's going on? Confusion sets in. But B, you know, he's just – he's more athletic than, you know, somebody like Schroeder or Ray Felton, somebody like that. So, you know, you have to account for him. So – I, I, I'm with you there. I don't think he averages a triple-double. Um, I think he still, you know, goes after those rebounds because, like I said in, uh, in my article I posted, quick plug on that, um, Yeah, our offensive rating uh, on the season – hang on one second. I'm going to look it up. I have it right here. Our offensive rating on the season last year was 112.6. And then after a Westbrook defensive rebound, it jumped up to a 121.8. So – um, yeah, that, that's a big difference. Um, and what it basically is, is once Westbrook gets the ball, we don't have to shuffle it from the center or the power forward to the point guard, and then we start the break. Westbrook starts that break immediately, whether it's getting the defenders on their heels or throwing the ball ahead for an easy layup or a three-point opportunity. Um, our offense just clicks better when Westbrook gets that rebound. So uh, I think his assists, you know, they, they might go down a little bit just because, like I said, he's not going to have the ball as much. Kind of like Harden, whenever Chris Paul, uh, he got the ball. Harden didn't have the ball as much. His assist went down. But I definitely think that aggression on the uh, getting those boards is going to be there. Yeah, and for me, uh, one of the biggest things I think was the Thunder, I think next year they could be one of the best rebounding teams. Obviously, you have um, Westbrook, you have Adams. Um, but you also throw in that Paul George can go up there and uh, – rebound uh, even Dre I mean he, he averaged almost five rebounds uh, a game last year and then the fact that they picked up Nerlens Noel which I thought was one of the most um, least talked about pickups in free mm-hmm. agency um, I like that pickup a lot and especially when you're going to go up against a team um, and say like you play in Houston you could probably put um, because they really don't have I would say uh I would say that third or fourth guy, you know, the, at the three or four spot out there, you could run a lineup that, you know, that sees, um, you know, Westbrook, Dre, Paul George, Noel, and Adams. Um, and that'll, I think that'll give the Rockets a fit on not only defensively uh, on the interior, um, but getting those defensive boards, especially with a team that um, Paul George has one of the best mid-range pull-ups and then so does Westbrook. So I definitely, I definitely think that was a great pickup for them. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised to see that lineup because, uh, you know, Kevin Rance last year, um, whenever we played the Spurs, the Spurs demolished us. They beat us by, like, 30 points in the first game. Um, and then we started playing Cantor and Adams together, and they just couldn't contain us on the glass, and that ended up being the difference. So I could definitely see Billy going back to that with Nerlens and Adams. And um, Nervous can even shoot the ball a little bit, which is something Cantor didn't have at the time. So, uh, that and still had that mid range option with Nervous Noel. Uh, Maddie, you got anything else to say about the Thunder before we move on? Um, they're great and they should be everyone's favorite team. <laughs> All right, there you go. I complete, I co sign on that. All right, I don't. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I actually love you for somebody, uh, who 
has has sworn against Russell Westbrook. I actually lobbied for somebody to become a Nuggets fan. So he's looking for a team. So you're welcome. <laughs> all right. Um, we're going to get into our next segment. Uh, this is a segment that we'll be doing all year long. Uh, we've done it a couple weeks now, and it is called Smart Money. The idea behind this is you, Richard, will be facing off against Maddie, um, and we're talking Denver Nuggets on, in this week. So, Richard, you're a Nuggets fan. Maddie, you live in Colorado. You guys kind of got a feel for how much the tickets are. Uh, I'm going to have to trust that you're not looking up these prices. <laughs> but what it is is we're going to SeatGeek, and we're looking for the cheapest seat for one person and whoever gets the closest gets the point uh i have 11 games this time what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna tell you the game you guys try to give me a prize whoever's closest you get the point sound good sounds good let's do it and uh richard maddie's entering the losing streak so uh just just to say that (laughs) all right here we go uh richard pick a number between one and eleven man Four. Four. All right. Bucks at Nuggets. Go ahead. Um, 39. All right, Maddie. I was going to say 55. It is $32. All right. I love it. <laughs> Keep the trend rolling. Yeah, one point, Richard. All right, Maddie, uh, one through eleven. Seven. Seven. All righty. Uh, Grizzlies at Nuggets. She's um. Jeez, the Grizzlies are bad now. Uh, thirty-four. All right, Maddie. I'm gonna say twenty-six dollars. It was twenty-three. Maddie's on the board. Whoop whoop. All right, one to one. Richard, give me number one eleven. Uh, ten. Ten. All righty, Thunder at Nuggets. <laughs> um, uh, let's go. Let's go fifty-two. All right, Maddie. One fifteen. Oh my God! <laughs> it is thirty-nine dollars. Whoa. For okay. Thunder at Nuggets. Dang. Yeah. Hey, Maddie, that, that's right in your uh, that's right in your backcourt, man. You need to go to that game. Mm-hmm. All right, Richard's up two one. Maddie, give me number one eleven. Um, eleven. All righty, Timberwolves at Nuggets. Um, let's go. Let's go forty six. Maddie, thirty eight. It was thirty two. Ooh. Maddie coming back with the tie. All right, Richard, go ahead, man. I'm trying to remember. Uh, have we said one yet? Nope. Let's we'll go, go with one. one. Warriors at Nuggets. Oh, wow. Um, 63. Maddie. 87. It was 49. What? $49 for a single ticket to the Warriors at Nuggets game. They're giving away tickets to the Nuggets at this point. <laughs> All right. Richard, you got the point. You're up 3-2. Maddie, go ahead. Uh, I'll take two. Uh, Jazz at Nuggets. Um, Let's go – I'm going to go low here. Let's go 32. All right, Maddie. So I've been overscoring it, but I think this is going to be a little higher just because of proximity. Um, I'm going to say 54. Richard got it right on the money at 32. Dang. Look at him, man. He's he's using that uh, home team advantage right there. <laughs> All right, it is now 4-2, Richard, Maddie. Maddie, you got to catch up. Uh, go ahead and pick me one, Richard. Um... Four? Did four. Right. Which ones haven't we done? (laughs) Three, five, six, eight, and nine. Let's do three. All right. Celtics at Nuggets. 
Um, let's go 48. All right, Maddie. Um, I'm going to go 42. It was 40. Maddie's closing back in, 4-3. All right, Maddie, pick a number, man. Five. Rockets at Nuggets. I can tell you how much that is in Houston. It's a pretty penny. Um, let's see. I'm going to go oh, 47. Maddie? Well, the Warriors was 48 or 49. So I'm going to go 44. Richard's at 47. That's correct. All right, Maddie, you got it. It's 36. Wow. Ooh. Four. Dang. All That's... right, Richard. Um, did he say is nine still it. there? Yes, nine. 76ers at Nuggets. Jeez. Uh, um, childhood team. Let's see. I'm going to go. I'm going to go low. I'm going to go like 23. All right, Maddie. Um, 30. It was 36. Wow, Maddie Moles taking the lead. All right, we got two more left. Uh, we got six and eight. Uh, this is Maddie. Maddie, good. Six. All righty. This Lakers at Nuggets. Well, I should. I see. Um, to be a little bit higher with LeBron being a time ago. I'm gonna go fifty-three. Eddie. Um, I'm a, I'll go sixty dollars. Sixty-nine. Dang. Nice. Look at that. And Maddie Moles is going to come out victorious just for kicks and giggles. The last one, Raptors at Nuggets in honor of Stu. Um, 31. Maddie. 28. It was 32. Oh, I'll have made that last one. Points too. But, uh, yeah, hey, that, that was a great competition, Maddie. First win, sir. Thank you. Congratulations, sir. It was a, it was a, it was a fun game. Good job. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> well, it's it's tough. Uh, you know, I'm sure Rockets tickets are bananas, and then oh, yeah. you hear you hear all those prices. You could go to three games in Denver for what it would cost you to go to one in Houston. So, yeah, I'm pretty... actually I'm actually pulling that up here real quick. I, I'm kind of interested to see, you know, kind of. What see, see, Warriors Rockets, the cheapest is 83. <laughs> Lakers Rockets, the cheapest is 105. Thunder Rockets is 71. Oh, Nuggets don't come here till January. 22. What? what? Okay, I know what I'm doing in January. You better book it, man. It'll yeah. change. I know, what you're, I know what you're doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> Buying that ticket. Uh, before we move on to what you're rather, I just want to tell you, um, I'm actually going to my first Thunder, first game at the peak, first NBA game ever, November 24th against the Nuggets. Um, already got the tickets bought and super excited for it, man. Well, you know, every so, time I've, uh, I've only, I've only seen the Nuggets play once and that was in Houston and they won by like 30 points. So. Was, was, yeah. Is that back in the day? No, that was I want to say back in 2012. Um, I think that was the year, the first year without Mello. I want to, I want to say, I think that's the year we got like the three seed in the West. Um, I, I'm trying Whew. to remember, but I mean, I mean, that's the game we had like Fareed. Um, Fareed went off that game with rebound. It was a fun game. Gotcha. Back in bed, Ty Lawson, Ray Felton. Yep. I gotcha. All right, man. Uh, our last segment, we end every show with this segment. It is, well, would you rather? 
And since you are a Nuggets fan, we will make it Nuggets themed. My question is, and Maddie, if you ever would you rather, you can ask it too. But uh, my question is, Paul Millsap has two years to deal uh, before he is an unrestricted free agent. Do you rather have two healthy years of Paul Millsap or two healthy years of Michael Porter Jr.? Uh, two healthy years of Michael Porter Jr. All right. Why do you say that? Um, I think, one, for me, I think cap space plays into it. I think, uh, you know, if Millsap was, let's say, let's say gone, um, let's say he, or say he's injured or anything like that, I, I would definitely feel like in, in this scenario, I'd want to move move on from Millsap. So definitely maybe a trade to be able to free some cap space for other um, other talent. I'm trying to look up here. For some reason, I feel like Paul Millsap is older He's, than I think he is. So, I'm, thirty-three. Okay, so then he he is as old as I think he is. So again. So it's it's for me with how the rest of our team is young, um, definitely wouldn't mind. I mean, obviously Isaiah Thomas is there as well, but um, definitely wouldn't mind. Um, you know, a little bit younger, younger players staying there healthy than an older player. I got you, uh, Maddie. What, what's your take on that? What, what would you rather have? Um, I mean, for the next two seasons, I would rather have Millsap. Because you you want to take advantage of being competitive as possible, right? And you're, you know, if you miss out on the playoffs, which you 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 very well could, then you're kind of in that purgatory, right? Where you're not going to get a high lottery pick, like most likely. Um, so you want to have the best chance to compete right now. And if that's what if the next two years is what it takes to get Michael Porter Jr. healthy. And then he's essentially able to to pick up and roll. I mean, he's what twenty years old right now, so he'd be twenty two. Uh, oh, <laughs> even better. Um, <laughs> and and then you know you're you're up and running. Um, and his window is uh, closer to Murray's. He's he's you know right on the hills of of uh, Big Honey. So uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I think. For the next two years, it would it would be best to be Millsap, but long term, obviously, you want MPJ to be healthy. Is that yeah. a politician enough answer for you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I actually I'm leaning towards Millsap just because. Um, I mean, if you can get a trade for him, that's awesome. But uh, you know, if he gets you know if he is injured and then you try, it, it's gonna be harder to trade him. Uh, especially with his contract this year, he's making twenty nine million, and next year he's making thirty million. Um, so I just think if you're paying that much money, you kind of hope you want him to be healthy <laughs> to play through the contract. But uh, I, I get what you're saying with Michael Porter Jr. and uh, um, and I agree with what Maddie said about him being healthy for the future. Um, and you know, if you could have him both healthy, that's ideal, and then trade Millsap for pieces, but. Um, for the sake of the question, I'm taking Millsap just because if I'm paying him $60 million over two years, on it, I want him to be healthy for it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Matty, do you have another uh, would you rather? Um, no, I just uh, – I do have a, a question, though, not really rapid fire. But, um, well, okay, I guess, I guess would you rather. Would you rather keep your old branding in uniforms – or take the new ones that you guys have uh, adopted in the off season. Which older ones? The ones we just had? Or... Yes. Uh, I actually kind of like the new, the newer ones. Um, I always liked back when you know Carmelo uh, was on the Nuggets, and we had those uh, navy blue with well, like the cursive writing. I thought those were um, some of the coolest jerseys. I'm I, I was kind of glad we got rid of the powder blue last year. I do kind of like uh, this year's jerseys. I'm actually gonna pull them up real quick as we discuss that um i liked it because it's kind of we kind of got some knocks on us for it definitely because of the similarities to what the uh, pacers had um but i definitely like it um i especially like uh let's see the the statement one is fire i love the statement one 
See, that's the thing. I don't know what the that's what I was trying to figure out. What's statement and what's not, and all that. So, um, I don't know, understand the difference between statement and association. I've never understood that. That's so, the one so that, says, that says Mile High City on it. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. Yeah, 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 that's what I say. I didn't know. Yeah, I, I, I just go home away in alternates. I'm still, <laughs> still going by that. So, but yeah, no, that definitely. Yeah, what do you think about the the red on there, man? Like, just an aggressive decision, just being like, oh, we have red on our colors now. Yeah, um, the good thing is that they didn't overdo it with the red. I'm glad it's more just to make the jersey maybe pop and kind of stick out a little bit. So I definitely applaud that. I'm glad they didn't try to go with, like, an all-red jersey or trying to make, you know, half of it red. So that's good. I, I'm glad, glad it's more of an accent color than anything. I mean, yeah, like a, a a dominant red jersey that's not like a burgundy uh, isn't going to work in Denver. <laughs> no, just yeah, you can't you can't have your your home team repping Chiefs colors like that's yeah. just not going to fly. And this is the part of the podcast where I zone out because I, I don't understand the rivalry. Oh uh, uh, well, yeah. So I know it's an NBA podcast. It goes back to the old. American Football League days. So the NFL uh, of old turned into the NFC during the merger, and then the, the old AFL turned into the AFC uh, after the merger. Merger um, and Denver and Kansas City just have a long history in the AFL. So there you go. I got you. Um, team of football, Richard, are you, are, you a, are you a Broncos fan? I can't remember. I'm not a Broncos fan. I am a fan of the Super Bowl 52 champions, uh, yeah, yeah. W Eagles. I remember now, yeah. All righty. Well, guys, I, I think that's that's about all I got. Maddie, you got anything else to add? Uh, not, for the, not for the episode, no. All right. Richard, uh, you got anything else time. you want to add before we jump off? Uh, not really. Do you mind if I plug my stuff in real quick? Absolutely, man. All right. Well, first off, shout out to you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. Anytime you guys want to hop on my channel, feel free. Follow me on Twitter at rkimble10. Uh, mainly do football, but definitely once basketball comes around, we'll be getting into that. But again, I uh, appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, for sure, man. We appreciate you coming on. Uh, we've been trying to get you on. Our schedules are been having trouble meshing, but we made it happen. And uh, had a good time with you on. Hopefully, we can have you on once season starts back. Sounds good. Appreciate it, guys. All right. And Maddie, uh, tell them where they can follow you, brother. You can find me on Twitter at Maddie Moles Pod. That's M A T T Y M U L L S Pod. Or Facebook.com slash Maddie Moles Pod. And an assortment of, uh, of platforms via Anchor. Um, I will be also creating a uh, landing page for fantasy football advice throughout the season. So if, if you like money like me and you don't want to just set fire to it every week or you just like bragging rights, uh, be sure to give me a follow and uh, we'll all be victorious together. All right. And you're doing your tight end rankings this week? Uh, I decided not to do that. I decided not to do that and keep the, uh, keep the pool what it was, um, doing uh, giveaways of Madden codes and uh, some money for uh, DraftKings week one. So uh, be sure to follow my stuff, uh, follow the steps, and uh, you have a chance to win. That means I have a chance to win, even though I'm your co-host here. <laughs> yes, you do. All right. Um, and, of course, guys, you can follow me on my personal at the underscore 108. Uh, follow my podcast on Twitter at ThunderChats, at T-H under C-H-A-T-S. Um, I do want to put, put a shameless plug out there. I actually had my – First article published online today. Um, talking about Russell Westbrook. Yes, yes, appreciate it. Thank you. Um, talking about Russell Westbrook and uh, you know the slander that is around his name and his game. Um, so definitely give that a ch- uh, check out. That's on now. That's thunderbasketball.com. Uh, I will be writing for them from here into the near future. Maybe doing some podcasts and some other stuff. So stay tuned on that. Um, and uh, also. Follow us on Stat Chasers at Twitter, um, at Stat Chasers, just like it sounds. And even though he's not here, tell Stu that you missed him at Northern Connect uh, without a T at the end and a two instead. So 
um, you know, just chat him out on Twitter. Say, you know, we missed you on the pod, and uh, he'll be back next week. But, guys, uh, until then, I guess we'll uh, we'll see you guys another time. Uh, Maddie, tell him deuces. Deuces. And Rick, bye, bro. Bye. Go Nuggets. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, y'all have a great week. Chase is on. Oh, 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 oh,